Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hey everyone, this is Natasha. Hi, I'm Jen. And we're here. We're here to talk about, as promised, Feng Shui. Feng Shui all day. Feng Shui all day. So we were uh, we were discussing this a while back, and we said that um, we were going to come back and we were going to discuss Feng Shui some more. But this time we're going to kind of take it back to to basics and focus on what's kind of the number one goal of the practice of Feng Shui, which is decluttering your living space and letting that uh, good energy or chi, as they call it, uh, to throw flow freely into all areas. Bring in the chi. Bring in the good chi. Bring in the chi. movable life force. So. Yeah, we got so many requests on this topic or after we did the first podcast on it, we got a lot of feedback that people loved it and they were more interested in it. So I think this is a great way. You know, we had joked and said we were going to do feng shui for life. So this is what we're doing. Here we go. Here Here we we are. Feng shui 101. So what we want to start out with is before we get into any of the nitty-gritty details as uh, the expression goes such as feng shuiing for success or feng shuiing for your love life or feng shuiing for your career or what have you should probably start with that overall idea of being minimal and Mm -hmm. getting rid of all of the clutter so because all that clutter sticking around can really clog up that positive chi that you've got flowing and and for the record this works in both your home or not both your home your car your office space wherever you're spending a lot of time you can feng shui any any place right yeah absolutely Um, and you have to look at because what clutter can be not just physical clutter right you can have mm -hmm. things like chores responsibilities work i mean that is physical too but bills and things that then create this like huge negative impact on your energy overall and then right which then becomes emotional clutter (laughs) exactly so make sure you free up your life however in whatever way possible so that you don't diminish that energy right so that you keep that energy and that vitality going so get rid of it all if you can and mm-hmm. I think we have some tips on how to how to get there, at least how to get started, because it, it seems overwhelming. I think when you tell people, "All right, just get rid of your clutter," it's like oh, I don't have time to clean out the closets, or I don't have time right. to do. This I don't want to clean stuff. out a clutter. Yeah, yeah, and also, <clears throat> clutter means one thing to one person as it does to somebody else, right? So when we say clutter, we're talking about things that realistically, if you went through your home, things that you could donate, you could recycle, mm-hmm. you could throw away, or if you plan on keeping it, fix the bloody thing. So we put together a list of actual tangible items that are examples of what you should not have in your home that you can either give away to somebody else, fix it, or 
pitch. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a starting with a drawer. How many, how many mm-hmm. drawers been in that drawer forever? So a lot of times it's just as you're going through your daily life, if you see something, just chuck it in the moment right. if you can yeah. or put yeah. it in the box, like have a mm-hmm. donation box somewhere in your garage or in a room in your house or a throwaway box and then just chuck them. Right. And be yeah. honest with yourself because there's a lot of times when I will go to throw something away and I'll be like, ah, I might use that later. And then I think, and I stop and I think, yes, but will I? And then if I'm being really honest with myself, I will say, no, I will not. And it goes right into the garbage because mm-hmm. no, I will not. Another thing I always do um, is make a practice of going through those drawers pretty often and just pitching stuff. Yeah. And actually, I don't have a junk drawer. Um, because most fitness shui practitioners will tell you not to, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't, what do you, if it's in the junk drawer, what it's junk, in which case right. what the hell is it doing in your home? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right? right. So I don't necessarily have a junk drawer, but we all have a drawer where we keep, I don't know, the remote controls and some notebooks and pens or something or what have right. you. But yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm- fine if you're going to use it. Agreed. Absolutely. And another philosophy for me, you were saying that, you know, you, you tend to get rid of things periodically is when you're looking at those drawers or items, if you truly haven't worn or used something in a year, mm-hmm. are yep. you really going to use it? Because, right. you know, yeah. we might think we will, but again, like you said, if you're honest with yourself, you're not. So if you haven't used it in a year, for me, it means I don't really need this. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. a year from now I need it, then I'll figure out, can I borrow something from someone depending on what it is? Can I then right. go out and buy it or whatever? But because what happens is we, we tend to hold on to things like someday, someday I'm going to use it. Oh, someday I'll put yeah. this into work or someday I'm going to wear this two mm-hmm. or three years later, you still haven't touched it. I mean, I have the most glorious hat I got from a secondhand shop probably about 15 years ago. It is blue velvet. It has all these floating white feathers all over it. Have I worn that thing once? Nope. Sure haven't. Am I still hanging on to it? Yep, sure am. I'm the hell <laughs> Look, I do have a couple things. I'm all about decluttering, but there are a couple things that to me represent like a memory or something or something like fun and exciting or a time. Sure, but then it brings you joy. So that it might does. be different, right? I mean, it's, I feel like that, that belongs in a different category. That's not taking up space right. necessarily if it does bring you actual joy. Does yeah. your velvet hat bring you joy? Mm, well, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so in that case, keep it. Why the heck not? If oh, anything, it could, it could go in the costume <laughs> bin. You know, it you could, never know. It could. So um, some, ex- some other examples from, or items that you might not be thinking of. Um, how about, well, I run across this a lot and, and guilty of it myself. Magazines that you've already read. Yes. Right? Okay, why are you hanging on to those? Mm-hmm. Um, so my idea for those are cut them up and turn them into a vision board yeah. or better yet, donate them to your local library. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot. That's good. Or, or doctor's out. offices or anything like that. You know, oftentimes they'll take them as well. Absolutely. And keep an eye out. So what we have in our neighborhood and in some of the surrounding neighborhoods are those uh, free little libraries. I don't know if you've seen Yes, them. I love those. But yeah, mm-hmm. people can put them. things in mm-hmm. them from time to time. So if the magazine is obviously worn out or whatever pages are missing, maybe just chuck it or recycle it, I should say. Right. But if not, yep. think about donating it or putting it in one of those boxes if you see them. I think that's a great idea. And yep. for me, I almost think once a month you should go through your magazines. Yeah, because sure. you've read yeah. it, it's done, or offer it to a neighbor too. 
you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I yep. think that's, that's a really easy one, but most, mm-hmm. not most, a lot of people do have that magazine bin and it has magazines from like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I like to take mine um, and then leave it at the pool or give it to some of the ladies that are just lying around lounging, reading yeah. magazines at the pool. Here yeah. you go. Have you read this one yet? Have it. Perfect. <laughs> um, another idea. one that, yeah, another one that people tend to hang on to. I, I don't know why, but I guess it just becomes um, sort of habitual. You hang on to it just because you think you might need it again. Trust me, you won't. Furniture or appliance manuals. It's oh a blender, God. dude. If you can't figure out <laughs> how to use that thing, you don't know where to have So I have a file cabinet, and the thickest file folder in that cabinet was for a time the appliance manuals and it's like this is ridiculous like the end and when we had a question about our appliance like from time to time our oven locks do i reference the manual no i google it or i go on youtube (laughs) (laughs) so get rid of the appliance manuals 100 percent agree on that if yes, anything, <laughs> yeah, take a picture of the appliance. Like if you need the model number or something or sure. write it down in like a book, you know, like your appliance yeah. journal or I don't know, your phone book, whatever, wherever you write things down, but just write it down if you need to, but you can find that information somewhere, usually on a sticker on one of the appliances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what else you don't need? Furniture assembly parts. That you, you're not you, you're not going to ever use those for anything else again because every furniture that you order that has to be put together, ugh, which is the worst, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> comes with one of those little Allen wrench things and extra parts or the parts that you need. So well, you don't need those random screws. You have no way. Of, I, you have no idea. You don't know if they're a three eight, a ten sixteen. I don't even know what numbers those things run in, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you don't need any of that. You know, <laughs> no, it's true. You know, for me, a big one when I was, I went through my decluttering phase was pens. Oh yeah. So yeah. I went through the phase. So I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Kondo. She kind of became mm-hmm. like a yeah. phrase a few yeah. a year ago or so. But I had read her book years ago when it first came out, and one of her concepts or philosophy is take every like take up the pens. Take if you're cleaning out pens, but. Take right. pens from every single drawer in your house or wherever in your house you have pens and mm-hmm. put them on, in one place. And once oh, yeah. you see how many pens you have, you're going to realize oh, yeah. this is ridiculous. So oh, I yeah. had probably 300 pens. Oh, I bet I do. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who on earth <laughs> needs 300 pens? Oh, no, no. So same concept. Get in that mentality where it's like, all right, if you really compile everything, that item all in one place, do you need all of those? And if not, get rid of them. Donate mm-hmm. them. Put them, you yeah. know, give them to the kids with coloring books. I don't know. Do something. Just put them to use another way. Or yeah. if they don't work, chuck them. You know? you know what you can do? This is what I did. So I collected all my pens, right? I had 800 million pens and I need to do that again because I do have a bunch. But then I would take uh, one to two of those pens, workable ones, and I would stick them in bags that I generally take when I travel, whether I'm on an airplane or something like that, because especially international now, right now, that's not, we're not really going anywhere, but <laughs> we will. <laughs> and in the past, you know, when you have to do the customs card, and then you would have pens. Right. And you would have pens for you and your neighbors because nobody ever has a pen on right. the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's true. And I would do keep one in your car because you just never know when you're going to need a pen. Sure. So make sure you have yep. one in your car. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with keeping a couple in your kitchen. If you, you know, have an office, keep one in your office, but you don't need 300 of them. Just no, like you don't no. need 300 bras. At least I don't think anybody needs that amount of anything. So no, you don't, no, you don't, you don't need yeah, well, speaking of that, you don't need anything that's sagging for that matter nope. either. So if you have bras or underwear that are sagging, so not sexy. That. <laughs> right out. That is First off, yes. Reevaluate why you've kept those items. And then, you know, throw Nobody them wants out. to look at your saggy drawers. Yeah, nobody knows. Including nobody. you. Yep. Or hair accessories that you don't use. That's another good one. I do that to myself periodically. Um, you know, because hair accessory trends come and go. So, you know, sometimes the little bobby pins with the pearls at the end of it, you know, hair jewelry, so to speak, that's mm-hmm. in. Sometimes it's not. If it's not, if you're not using it, just pitch it, you know, yeah. or donate it, whatever. Give it to your niece. Yeah, <laughs> anyone, yeah. yeah. And along those lines, the same thing with jewelry. You know, mm-hmm. if you have jewelry, I know women tend to, we tend to over-accessorize. Sometimes we are very trendy, or most of us tend to be, like you and I, so we'll buy stuff. And then either right. it's out of fashion or we just don't use it anymore or it's broken. I yeah. think of like the earrings where you have a pair and one of them is broken, but you're keeping it just in case, I guess. Yeah, you're so never going to fix that. You're never going <laughs> to fix it. So either fix no. it, as you mentioned earlier, and wear them or get rid of them, donate them. Take them to a jeweler, give them to someone who's crafty, who's willing mm-hmm. to fix them. Mm-hmm. Get rid yeah, of them. Exactly. Exactly. Hey everyone, did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, you'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. Yeah, anything that's broken, anything that you're not going to wear, stockings, tights, right? Mm-hmm. Know, stockings necessarily, but tights. Like I just did that last winter. I just a pile of tights that had like holes in the toes. I mean, what am I doing? Why am I? And I know in a fix, you can put the clear polish over the run, right? So it doesn't run right. up your leg. Or you could just go ahead and pass some new tights. I don't know. <laughs> you're hanging on mm-hmm. to the same tired pair of tights for years on end. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. And there's all sorts of things around the house that we don't, that we can clear out that we don't, that we don't need. Um, cooking utensils that you have more than one of, right? You don't need that. You don't need five Phillip head screwdrivers. Um, you do not. Yeah. No. You know what I think is interesting? So when you get in this mindset of getting rid of things and realizing how much you have, it almost becomes a habit of like, oh, I kind of like I don't, I like getting rid of things. So I get rid of something. I, I start to want to get rid of everything. But what mm-hmm. I found when I started doing this is when I'm in the kitchen or something, and let's say I'm making dinner and I'm waiting for water to boil or something. And I have a couple minutes of downtime. I would usually go grab my phone and then scroll through social media just as I'm waiting for something to happen. 
But instead of doing that, open up those drawers in, you know, if you have a junk drawer in the kitchen, mm-hmm, open mm-hmm. it up. Are there paper clips in there? Can you get rid of the paper clips? Are there pens? Exactly. Are there coupons? Yeah. Like think of how many times you keep coupons and they've expired oh, you know, geez, months or years I ago. I can or, never remember to use them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's funny because yeah. coupons and menus, for some reason, when I started this, I'm like, why do I have all of these? And they've just yeah. been shoved in the back. And the more you put in that drawer, the further back they get. And it's like, you know, now with, you know, thankfully for technology, like menus, I just go on Yelp now or on oh, yeah. these website yeah. or DoorDash or whatever. I don't need the actual menu. So right. you yeah. get into this mindset of like, is it necessary? Is there somewhere else where I can get this information? Do I need mm-hmm. it here? And then anytime you have any downtime as you're waiting for, I don't know, or on, you're on the phone, get in the habit mm-hmm. of just going through that drawer and getting rid of things. I do that in my office quite a bit because one of the things that I seem to want to collect are old like USB ports to things I don't even own anymore. I'm like, well, I don't what? <laughs> what does this even belong to? It's got like I pulled out something the other day and it had like two little adapter plugins hanging off of it. I'm like, this seems so ancient. This might actually be from the 80s. Like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We're so used to, especially with electronics, we're so used to keeping things. I mean, we might have, mm-hmm. for a while, I had a laptop, like my first laptop from like the two, early 2000s <laughs> that I don't even know how to log into. I don't even think the thing works. But I think yeah. you get in that mindset of like, oh, from a security standpoint, I shouldn't throw it away. You know what? We got to the point where we just took a hammer to it made sure that our drive was smashed. And then you take it to the electronics recycling center, you know, just to make sure it's properly discarded. But I think electronics is big because those cables, how many times do you find like you some random cable that you have no idea a what it goes to B it's outdated. It's not going to work, but we keep those things because you tend to put them. It's kind of, you, you put them somewhere and it's out of sight, Mm -hmm. out of mind and you don't find them until years later when you go to open that drawer, or the cabinet. When you go to move, that's when I usually find yes. this stuff. When I'm moving somewhere and I'm like, what is all this junk? Yeah. And, then, and then I get to the new place and accumulate more crap until I move again. That's crazy. <laughs> and you know, the other thing too that I think um, I think women are bad at this, um, recycling tissue paper from gifts. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know yeah, if you, you do don't- this. Those little pieces of paper and little bits of ribbon, get rid of that. Yeah. You're never going to use it, you know, especially if it's really small. Like, I mean, yeah. if it's half a roll, that's one thing. But yeah, no, I know. But tissue paper for a while, I was, anytime I got a gift, I would just kind of flatten out the tissue paper that someone gave me and I would put it in a drawer. And it's like, <laughs> and then I never used it because it was half wrinkled anyway. <laughs> so I was going right. to buy new tissue paper. So it's like, you guys, tissue paper costs like 99 cents. You know I mean? It's like, I don't, we don't need the old tissue papers or, you know, speaking of gifts, another thing, something like birthday cards or Christmas yeah. cards. I mean, mm-hmm. I know some people, you know, it's nostalgic. You want to keep it or it's very special to you. And again, if it brings you joy, keep it, put it in a box. If it's a sweet card from a loved one or a family member or a mm-hmm. friend, you know, put it aside. But like Christmas cards, like my parents are the worst. They can keep Christmas cards from year, I mean, for years and years and years, you just pile them up. But what you can do, what I think it's, is a cool way of keeping them like for Christmas cards every year, you know, now photo cards are a big deal. So you get, it's right. like a yeah. standard written card. It's somebody's picture with your phone, take a picture of that card. So, mm-hmm. it's a, yep. you know, if it has someone's picture on it 
and then save it as their profile image on your phone. So every time oh, that's they cute. call, that's yeah. the picture. And then every year you just replace that picture. And it's just a cute way of keeping things. Yeah, that just, is cool. Like and then that. just recycle the cards, right? And, mm-hmm. and old yeah. birthday cards. Again, take pictures of them if it's going to make it last a little longer. But just these are things that will take up a lot of space if you allow them to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually just did something similar. I didn't, I didn't think of uploading it as a profile picture, but I did just take pictures of the cards and just hang on to them that way. Right. Mm -hmm. And then pitch them. But when I was going through that same drawer, I ran across my sewing kit. Oh my gosh. It was like I had collected every spare button that had ever come yes. with every piece of clothing I'd had my whole life. I'm like, what? And I actually started thinking to myself, I was like, what can I do with all these buttons? Maybe I could create a project. And I'm like, oh my God. Or maybe I could pitch them all in the freaking mm-hmm. garbage right now. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And or donate them. You're <laughs> always going to know somebody who sews or something. Like, give it to sure. them. And here's what's funny. So if your jacket or shirt or a piece of clothing or something is missing a button, I usually just go to the like the fabric store and look for a matching button. I don't even think of going in my old sewing kit drawer. <laughs> so yeah, I usually get rid of all that stuff too. It's like, look at the end mm-hmm. of the day, if the button falls off of it, I'll find it somewhere. Somehow right. I'll find something similar. But yeah, yeah, yeah we get into sure. the mindset funny. of keeping everything. You know, we another do. one is like, think of prom dresses or bridesmaids dresses. Oh yeah. And the, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And either, so I either put them in a costume bin, mm-hmm. I will donate them to like neighbors, you can always take pictures, or there are so many amazing organizations out there that hopefully once everything, the world opens back up, they'll accept things again. But you know, the, I can't think of yeah. the name of the organizations, but they essentially provide prom dresses to people who can't right. afford or access prom dresses. Mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. find ways to, to donate them to a good cause. Now right, with all exactly. of this stuff, if they're, if they're truly things that are in decent or good condition and they can be reused, instead of throwing them away, just donate them to someone. Someone's yeah. always going to yeah. take your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the same can, you can do that with a lot of things, purses that you don't use, belts you don't use, mm-hmm. shoes you don't use. Yep. Yeah. Makeup, you know? Yeah. Well, absolutely. makeup actually, like you shouldn't be hanging on to that stuff. I, I think we have a tendency to hang up makeup a lot longer than we should be. I mean, yeah. that ends up being an eye infection. Like, we just, <laughs> if it's over six months old, throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it, some new stuff. Yeah. I actually have a reminder on my calendar for every three months, especially something like mascara, because you never mm-hmm. remember, like, when did I open yeah. it? How long have I been using this? So every right. three months, it's just a reminder, replace your mascara. It's like, okay, yeah. I guess don't need to stye in my eye. So I will do no. that. I will do it. Yeah, there, you guys, the the whole point really is just evaluate your surroundings. Look at what you use on a regular basis. You know, if it's something practical, obviously keep it. But if you've not used something in a long time, or if you you don't like it, why do you have it? Right, exactly. Yeah. So look Mm -hmm. around and look at things. There's always things to get rid of. And you can actually play a fun game. So when I started a few years back, this whole decluttering process, my girlfriend and I had a weekly check-in call, like, okay, how many things did we get rid of this week? And we created a checklist, which is actually under our free tools now on our website. But it was exactly that. Like it would give you a list similar to what we're going over today, like receipts, junk drawer, Mm -hmm. pens, Mm -hmm. underwear, socks, whatever. 
And then we would tally our goal was to get rid of a hundred things a month. And it could have been a hundred paper clips, but it doesn't matter. Right. It's a hundred yeah. things. And it became, right. it was a fun game to play. And it was a great way of just like, I don't know, making you feel lighter and airier and exactly. happier. So yeah. mm-hmm. make it kind of a fun challenge. And if you need resources, so, you know, I, I did become a little bit obsessive about decluttering a couple of years ago and I read <laughs> all the books and watched all the documentaries, but a great one, and this is to the extreme. So I'm not suggesting you have to be this extreme with it, but if you look at the minimalists, it's two gentlemen who mm-hmm. went on a mission to essentially get rid of all of their possessions because what they okay. felt was that their possessions was tying them down, right? The car, mm-hmm. the house, the furniture, the TV, like suddenly you're keeping up with the Joneses and it's like, at what cost? So they right. went on a mission to just get rid of everything that didn't bring them joy. And it was excessive. I think they even got rid of a car. One of the guys mm-hmm. only had like a bed, a chair and like a phone. So I <laughs> wouldn't do that per se, but it's, it's a great documentary to watch to kind of motivate you a little bit more like doesn't mean i'm going to get rid of everything but their points are so true in that we do not need more than half the stuff than we have in our home oh geez i know i know so watch the i think it's on if it's not on netflix who knows now it's probably on hulu but it's called minimalism a documentary about the important things okay so check that one out Mm -hmm. it's really interesting I will say that I promise that for a lot of people, I do understand that for a lot of people, this can seem like a, a scary concept, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People hang on to, to things for all sorts of reasons, security being one of them. But I will say that once you get rid of those few couple of things, it becomes so much more easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is why we kind of say, you know, just one a day. If it's too scary, just one thing, right? Day one throw away that saggy pair of underwear. Yeah. Does that yeah. make you feel a little bit better? Day two, get rid of some of those stupid pens that don't work. <laughs> Day three, maybe it's the outdated coupon. Day four, maybe it's, you know, I don't know, some old spices that are from 2019, you know, whatever. And then you just keep going, keep going like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll, it'll get easier as you go on. And then pretty soon you'll find that, um, well, like you said, over the top, <laughs> you'll find it becomes a bit addicting. It does become addicting. Yeah, but it, and what it does is it should free up more of your time. Think about how much time you spend reorganizing or putting away the clutter or finding new places for new things, right? Because organizing, if you have a lot of stuff, it's really just another way of hoarding. It's just yeah. Oh, yeah. hoarded yeah, and nicely in a cabinet, but it's unnecessary. <laughs> so you need to start by simplifying your life getting rid of the excess stuff and it's change that should result in you having more time to do the things you love. And that's what we're all about, right? Kind of living that life of your passion and living the life of your dreams. So if this is an easy thing you can do to just feel better, kind of get rid of the mindless material, feel lighter, feel happier. Why not? Give it a try. Do it for 30 days. See how it feels. See how Exactly. And it's the first step into Feng Shui 101. So we will be back after you've decluttered your homes (laughs) with ways we can get more specific with Feng Shui. Yes, I like it. I like it. So good. Do you have a mantra for us this week? I do. I do. So let's uh, go on the same, follow the same thought process. And today's mantra is the less I have, the lighter I feel. 
The less I have, the lighter I feel. I like it. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.